Welcome back to another episode of Dan and the Creators. Today, our special guest is Joseph Chudik. He's a mix engineer based out of Rochester, New York, and has mixed a bunch of cool stuff in his, like, ultra gear lord. So, uh, please welcome my buddy Joseph. What's up, dog? Hey, man. Hey, Dan. How's it going? Thanks, good, for, thanks for having me. This is, this is so exciting. I'm so excited. I'm pumped this morning. I've got... <laughs> Four Americanos in me, and we're doing this. Okay, so four Americanos, you would be pumped about, like, a ladybug landing on your finger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's also nothing cool more too. pumped than, than this. <laughs> nothing more pumped than this ever. Yeah. Dude, well, oh, man. Uh, what's some call it? So we were actually talking about your podcast. You you just started one with a buddy, right? Yeah, Adam Chamberlain. We just uh, it's not out yet. We don't really. He has the social media tag or the account. It's called the Studio Life Podcast. Yeah, great name. Uh, it's going to come out soon, and we're going to try to release episodes every week. We're in the process of recording them right now, and I'm editing them. Uh, and basically, what we're going to talk about is just like ways to different a different perspective on things in the audio engineering world because you look at a lot of things um that are out there they're very polarizing okay it's this is one way to do it this is how you this is how you make your career as a freelancer this is how you eq a freaking snare drum there's a right way and there's a wrong way and we're gonna say that there's anyway yeah. to do any of those things so we're just talking it's just the two of us uh we may have guests in the future but really we're just going to talk about how like we got to where we're at in our careers and how um our paths are, are so different yeah i love that that's really cool and, and i love to talk about opportunities that came up along the way that mm. you didn't realize was an opportunity seven years ago but now it's coming back so yeah. just being a good person overall is, yeah. is, is, is key to success in this industry when you realize it. So, yeah, gosh, I, I wish I realized that <laughs> <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> oh man. It's uh I mean, we're Gucci now, but damn, I've burned some bridges on accident. <laughs> dude, we all have, we all have, I have too. Everybody gets, you get that one client who sends you three pages of mixed revisions and then that's it puts you over the edge someday. <laughs> well, yeah, because cause you've done after that thrown your computer into an, an eternal inferno. Yep. <laughs> Where now you take that deep breath and you go, This is gonna make the song better. This is there th- these are things that are bothering them. And you what yeah. those should bother me too. If they're hearing something, it should I should be hearing that. And if you look at it that way, then you just you take that deep breath and you realize that you go through those mixed revisions quicker than than you would being frustrated about them. Dude, totally. And I, I love that articulation of that sentiment because I always I think of it like, oh, well, you're serving the client. But like to expound upon that ethos is like, no, they hear something that you don't hear. And what they hear is what you want to bring to fruition. Yeah. You know? Exactly, exactly. And you do the things like, okay, what are you listening to it on? What, what, what are the headphones you're using? And you know what? You look at that and you grow from that. Like, okay, mm. maybe these, maybe the monitors I have in my room 
and the combination of what this person is listening on is bringing out things that I'm not hearing because of either room acoustics or equipment or that I just sent over the mix at one o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> you learn from all those things and you can, you can grow and make better music, not just better mixes, but better music and make the artist pumped about, yeah. about what they're releasing. They don't want to yeah, feel, we- you don't want to ever make them feel compromised in any way yeah. or the music compromised in any way, just because you have a three mix revision rule. Um, mm. I don't believe in that rule. I don't believe in any revision rule. It's until they're happy. Yeah. Which is, man, that's that in and of itself is ballsy, you know, but that's a great, I think it's a cool stance of confidence on your part. Really. It's just like, no, 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 no. You're going to love this. We're going to figure it out. Yep, exactly. And some of the great guys like Billy Decker is one of my favorite mix guys. And he's he's the same way. He's like, man, there's no, I'm not happy till the artist is happy. I love that. Yeah, that's love- that's how it has to be. And sometimes you knock it out of the park. I did a mix yesterday. The only revision was, hey, turn up the lower vocal harmony in the bridge louder than the higher one, and then in the drum fill in the beginning, turn up the splash and ride. That was it. That was it on a six minute metal song, technical metal song that I'm sure would have had multiple revisions. And that was it. Oh, that's a good day. That's a good day. (laughs) And then you do something super easy and you get three pages of notes, but you know what? That's, that's, that's how it is. It it balances itself out over time. Totally. You nail a couple mixes and then you, (laughs) you miss the mark. I mean, it's all about doing your research too. Yeah. What are they listening to when they were making this? What are they listening to now? Oh, that's and smart. you figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's probably influencing like when I when I go to produce, like when I start, especially early on with an artist getting ready to do like their project, I'm I'm really big about references and I try to keep like a compiled list somewhere of what it is that they're listening to, records that they care about, things that are influencing them. So uh I can either remind myself or when I find myself getting stuck pulling up some references just to listen through their lens. Right. Yes. That's, that's a great, great way of going about it. And, and then also like, I think finding out what they like about each of those references too, is even like further insight into, yeah. Into just nailing it in the end, but then also like throwing your own, what you're listening to and throwing that, influence in as well that's that's what makes you you well for sure yeah i mean you you have your flavor that's why someone is approaching you hopefully for for work so you definitely you got to put your taste in there you know yep absolutely all that that that, the full track flange (laughs) (laughs) every mix no i'm just kidding dude yes flange on bass flange on vocals everything the, the tom lord flange (laughs) <laughs> what was this nickname flange on your reverb <laughs> yes yes that, that's the signature actually that sounds that's probably sounds kind of cool I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that i'm gonna try that good idea man dude hey i like i feel like uh i don't have enough money to buy plugins all the time so i find myself doing things like just like okay i've i've done like abc like a million times like I know you're supposed to do delay and then 
uh, reverb, but I've lately started switching them around. Uh, okay. Then delay. And I know it's like maybe technically to, to hat nod to your podcast, but I know it's probably technically wrong, right? Because you're, you're delaying wash or whatever. And so it becomes. It's like a, that's a cool pre delay, I guess. That could be a way to yeah. like, if you're doing it to a vocal, I would hear that as like a way to get the vocal up front and then do, uh, and then have that reverb, especially if it's like a plate, kick in after the fact a little bit, depending on sections of the song. I don't know. Yeah, dude, but I just like it definitely like gives you more life to one, the tools that you have in your arsenal. And two, I just I've really become okay with doing stuff wrong, like not knowing that whether I'm doing it right or not or whatever, because just like, fuck it, maybe something really cool happens. You know, who cares if I look like an idiot or not? At this point, it's me and one other person in a room like whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's. I so going back to what you just said about that looking stupid or whatever to the to somebody that is wanting to constantly grow and learn as a producer you send a session let's say I don't what DAW do you work in by the way I work in Ableton and I work in Pro Tools okay so let's say you send I'm a Pro Tools guy you send me something you've produced that I'm gonna mix and you mm-hmm. send it to me and I'm saying leave some of the stuff on there that you think is important to this mix. And one of them could be that reverb followed by a delay with four flanges on it. Um, Sick. <laughs> so you send me a Pro Tool session that's got some of your things that you're not sure that are the correct way to do it. Me as a mix guy, I'm going to probably save some of those as presets because there are completely different ways that I w- than I would think of doing something. That's smart. And they're... Yeah inspirational i got there was a producer in nashville um that just sent me a mix and he left this really cool thing on the piano as a piano effect that now is part Mm. of my mix template oh cool and i love seeing that part of me as a mix guy is i'm shaped by the way producers send me tracks whether it's color coding track organization in a session my color coding scheme is a combination of I can tell you where each of these color what producers each of these colors came from. Oh, I love that. I love cuz I'll do something my way and I want to get it's feedback is and working together is a way you you get better. Doing it by yourself yeah. is not fun and there's not much growth that can happen. So by you sending something that you're not sure about, it sounds amazing. It's that's it's going to be something that stays. It doesn't matter if it's bright or wrong by any means. Yeah. So I love that. I love, I love that you do that and you, that limitation sometimes is, is what sparks creativity, sparks the most creativity. Yeah. Almost like, uh, I mean, just tension, right? Like I, dude, I've, I've, I won't say which, but I've been in a band before where there was just such, there was legitimate, maybe one one tier shy of animosity between quite like members in this band and um it made for the best shows man <laughs> just like because th- there's like and i and i've heard like ooh are you into jazz at all me yes okay so i 
went to school for music and I was obsessed with hard bop, which is like the right after cool jazz era that Miles Davis started. Yes. Um, so hard bop would be like, um, Oh, I put myself on the spot. Um, Wayne Shorter, my, um, Herbie Hancock lived in that era and then like evolved out of it into his fusion and all that stuff. But anyways, Mm -hmm. um, so there's one miles record that has like the, like the most killer lineup. It's like Ron Carter playing bass. I think, uh, John Coltrane is on sax. Maybe it's not him. It might be someone else. Um, and then, Oh, I'm blinking. It's like a lot of the guys from, kind of blue so the drummer like and herbie's on it herbie was actually 16 yeah it's really sick so i there it's called my funny funny valentine yes and then the the b side is plus four and more and it's um i don't know what happened when they switched it to digital but i bought a cd version of it when i was in college and there's the a cd and the b cd or a side b side yeah right yeah um so when you, if you stream it, it's probably it's I think it's set up a little differently now. It's hard to find the B side, um, but anyways, the A side is the first part of the concert, and then they do an intermission. Okay, and there's a B side, and on the CD they have a guy introducing it. It's like the concert. It's super fucking cool. Um, well, apparently, the beginning starts with all the soft songs, so or the slow, pretty songs, right? And then the B-side, back half of the, the concert, is just like rippers. They're just burning. Um, but what's really interesting is like on a lot of that first half of the concert, there are parts where a dude playing drums will literally just stop. He'll just, there's like, and it's just. What's the name like, of the album again? It's, <laughs> it's sick. It's My Funny Valentine. Okay. And it's. um. I'm going to look it up now. I'm going to look it up too. My friend, uh, plus four and more. And yeah, Miles Davis. So yeah, the complete concert, 1964. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, um, Tony Williams. Holy shit. I have the CD and it's 6224. <laughs> That's amazing. Nice. Oh, brand new. Never mind. Um, but anyways, so. But check this out. So uh, let me actually let me see if I can find the personnel. That'd be so cool. I'm looking here. Uh, George Coleman on tenor, Herbie, Dude, Ron Carter, yes. and then Tony Williams on drums. Tony Williams, okay. And Tony, I think, is like 18. Like, they're yeah, all they're super all super young. young. Yeah, super young. So okay, so check this out. So the uh, like my my mentor at the time in school introduces us to this record. I fall in love with it. I'm listening to it a bunch whatever and he tells me like weeks later after i've spun this thing like a kajillion times and i love like really pretty jazz like the first half is like my my bag i love mm-hmm. it. Uh, john john coltrane's ballads records is like one of my favorite oh, yeah. ever. um but anyways so turns out the longest story made even longer um turns out that right before they went on stage Miles tells everyone in the band, he's like, hey, I'm not paying you uh, because I'm giving your pay to this uh, benefit concert that we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, man. He basically, 
he signed the band up to do a benefit concert and told them that their money was go- was going straight to that right before they played. So it actually turns out those guys are all pissed off at each other. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm going to have to go re-listen to that album. Yeah, and Homeboy playing drums is literally like, he's not like, oh, this is musical. He's like, nah, fuck this, I'm out. And he just stops playing. Dude. And, but it makes for like one of the, like I would argue one of, I, I've listened to a few jazz records and it's, I think one of the most, like, I don't know, I connected with it. It just pulled me in. It sucked me in. There's so much energy. It's so compelling. Like, it's awesome. And it just from just an insane amount of tension. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's it's that tension is just something that can do so many things live. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's fun. I can see that being with your band being the same way. It just creates for an unforgettable once in a lifetime performance that can never yeah, be recre- like- recreated. Totally. It's like me and this one dude would just get so frustrated at each other, but we were, we were the rhythm section. <laughs> and so when, when we would play though, it was just like all the problems went away and we were like best friends, but that the, the build up to that moment just made it so much more intense. It was really fun. I mean, really, you know, obviously hindsight or mm-hmm. whatever, but yeah, I do. I think, I think tension can be so cool for, what happens in art. And I mean, a lot of beautiful songs, moving songs are birthed out of good tension and bad tension, right? You're having a, a ton of fun or whatever. It's good yeah, tension. Great, great tension. You're, yeah. You speaking know, of, or you're speaking of tension, huh. speaking of jazz, because quick background yeah. to me, I have a master's in jazz studies focused on drum set. <laughs> so I didn't know that. one That's of my awesome. favorite tension <laughs> albums is Money Jungle. Yeah. Uh, Duke Ellington, Charles Mingus, and Max Roach. Jeez, and dude. Yeah, that's, something, that's I the forget lineup. the exact story, but Mingus and Ellington like did not like each other or for something in that session. They wanted to do... They wanted to take the album in completely different directions. And mm. Max is in the middle and the whole, I mean, Mingus is trying to drive Ellington one direction and Ellington's trying to drive Mingus in another direction. And poor Max Roach is in the middle, just trying to hold the record together. And you can hear yeah. it. I mean, it's, just, it's falling apart in spots because they're so stubborn in what they want to do. Uh, it is it, it, it's 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 unbelievably hilarious. Oh, I have to listen to this. It is. I mean, there's there's just parts where it's like it's it's like it's falling apart, and Max is just in the middle trying to like keep keep <laughs> keep them in in four four. <laughs> oh, dude, which has got to be fun too, like as a drummer, because I'm sure there's so much. Uh, co- communication happening like when it's almost falling apart or whatever and he's like holding it together I'm sure that like there's moments even nuance too like you as a drummer that's probably why even 
leaned into it more. Yeah, I imagine, yeah, right? yeah. And I'm reading right now here. There was an argument, and Mingus ended up leaving the studio mid session. <laughs> <laughs> What was it? Negative comments, something different in playing style among the three musicians. Um, and then there was a generation gap, and Mingus ended up leaving the session. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Dude. It's, it's, isn't it funny? Like, something about like the jazz stories, I feel like they're way, way more intense and like kind of funny. They're too, just, the it's just time. crazy, man. I think it was Mingus too. Like, there's a video of him on YouTube. I forget what happened. But he's walking around his apartment in New York City shooting off a shotgun. Oh, Just whoa. like <laughs> randomly in his apartment. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, Jeez. It's, uh, they all have crazy stories and it's it's so much fun to, to, to know these stories and then listen to, to the background. Oh yeah, uh, read the liner and, and notes, just the listen iron- to the record, and have and sorry, have that background while you're listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is something I do miss about records, is the liner notes. Mm-hmm. I miss I miss hearing the stories or getting the inspiration a little bit, but like also having it in paper and like being forced to sit down and just look at that. It, it's that that is um I'm I won't get too precious to it but it is a like a dying if not already dead well it art. is a yeah i mean there's still a grammy category for it but it doesn't really happen anymore unless you're printing an a physical vinyl um yeah yeah not, not even, even a cd because yeah, nobody's printing vinyl. cds anymore but then like to, to to go even further with that like in our field as producers and engineers we've that's why there's this whole movement of give everybody credit People can just yeah. release something on Spotify, and Spotify doesn't give credit at all, even though they're trying to. Mm. Now they're listing songwriters and maybe the producer. But the dude who played Cowbell is not getting any credit at all. Whereas you, yeah. go up a, you, go, you can, years from now, people are going to go back and listen to some of these albums, and they're not going to be able to look at the notes and see, whoa, that was recorded in my hometown or I was in that studio at some point or, Whoa, this guy Mm. did also my favorite record on in a different genre. That's not going to be there anymore. I mean, title to give them credit. They are, they go really in depth with that. Their liner notes are pretty amazing. Actually, if you haven't looked into it. Um, No, no, no. Title is, is what inform me and. uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) title is absolutely the best as far as that goes i can make because i love listening to a song and reading and learning who is on there i mean there was um i can't even remember i gotta think of jenny lewis jenny lewis jenny lewis's first single came out um a couple months ago and i'm listening to it and I'm trying to pull up the album and the song so you guys can get a reference. It's, uh, what is it? The album's on the line. And the song is Red Bull and Hennessy. And I'm listening to it. 
and I'm thinking, man, there are something's going on with the drums here. There's like somebody in the left channel and somebody in the right. Mm. And I'm thinking like, who, who is this? So I'm on title and I can, I can, I can look at this. So I'm going through the credits and I'm looking, Oh, Sean Everett mixed it. And I'm looking at the drums. I'm looking at the drum, looking for the drums. And I see, I see two credits. One of them um, being Jim Keltner. And the other one being Ringo Starr. (laughs) (laughs) Hard pan, left channel is one of them, is Jim or Ringo. And hard pan Uh on the other side is is the other. And Spotify or any other sense that would have just been, I mean, that was the, that was, that, that just like blew my mind right there. You have Ringo Starr and Jim Keltner playing on one song, pan hard left and right. Who's. Yeah. And it's, it was, you had had to to do homework homework to to find find out. out. Yeah. And Don, Don Waz is playing bass too. Educate me. Educate me, man. What, what's this title? What like, okay. Jenny Lewis and the song is called, Oh, what's that? No, 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 no. Is it a website? Title is Title? the streaming service. Title is like Spotify, but it's owned by Jay-Z. Oh, it's a little dude. bit more per month. The oh, great my, thing, my. too, is they do – you can pay for the high quality, um, which is lossless, 44.1 or 48.24 bit. And then certain recordings um, and masters are at 96. Dude, it is oh, the best. If you're looking man. for – if you're a mixed guy – or mastering guy, or even a producer, and you need the reference. You reference on. You reference on Spotify. You're you're losing some quality. Yes, yeah, Spotify yeah, sounds. You like listen dog on title. It is pure master CD quality. Oh, unbelievable! Wow. And and the difference between title and Spotify, as far as royalties go, is insane. Title pays what what artists are worth i mean it's nowhere oh, what a cool. cd sale would bring because it's streaming which streaming is, is what it is that's 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 the reality yeah it's I mean, reality we live get, in now yeah yeah it can't get caught up no, in that conversation but at all, title sure. does pay <laughs> much more and is even more even toward different artists uh, toward different levels of artists yeah, uh, we're not sponsored by. No, title, we're not sponsored though, so by title. It just is the most. <laughs> it's liner notes. Title has liner notes, and they sometimes yeah, will have liner so notes cool. from a specific album. That that's really cool. Yeah, and that, I mean that's crazy that you one had to do homework, but it is cool that you didn't have to look that. Hard. Yeah, so title is a little bit more per month. I sign up for the whatever the hi fi is. Uh, the, the, but mm-hmm. it's so worth it because the, the music listening experience is so much better. And then you can pull up. I mean, I can't tell you albums that don't have in-depth credits. Most of them have super in-depth credits, especially major label releases. All the way down to like, yeah. you play tambourine. It's very, very detailed. So oh, dude, you just hit the that. info button and it pops up and there you go. It's it's on there. It's great. It's wonderful. 
So sick. Okay. Okay. My, uh, I'll pull myself into the, whatever century this is, the year 2020. Yes. Yes. Please do. Please do. It's, uh, (laughs) we're not sponsored, but, uh, if you want (laughs) to, Jay-Z, you can. (laughs) Yo, Jay-Z, what's up? So. Also, there's a song with, you know, your girl Julian or whatever has the word Hexy in it. Killer, man. Well, what else? Uh, what else? What else you got? What's uh, what's something you're into these days that you're pretty pumped on? I mean, I know we're all in like quarantine, quarantine life. So. I'm pumped on going outside. I know you can relate. <laughs> pumped on walking it's, outside. It's, it's getting warmer. Um, pumped on that. Um, I'm a gear nut, so I can talk about a piece of gear I'm super pumped on. My coffee cup. Oh, go hit me. Got to stay always full. Um, yes. Yeah, man. It's something that I, I, I did actually want to talk about this on the podcast really quick because I get a lot of questions about it, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah monitoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to Ooh, talk about go. monitoring because recently I've – everyone who follows me knows I have tons of gear and I've always had tons of gear. But I've always been like, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, spend 800 bucks on a pair of monitors and that will do the job. Where you go spend what like three grand on a fancy pants compressor that's not yeah. gonna influence the way you perform. So, recently, a couple of years mm. ago, I got a pair of barefoot Micromade 27s. My mind was blown as far as the amount of money I spent <laughs> or allowed myself to spend. And then, when I did hook them up, the mm-hmm. quality of my mixes increased dramatically. I would say that would be a turning point where I started to be able to say I was mixing professionally. I had all this mm. gear. I had all this great gear. I have an API console, yet my monitors were not anything crazy. They were Dyn Audio something, something somethings. Um, and then recently I've upgraded okay. to ATC SCM 100s. And I cannot Dude, kill tell you that I would sell all my racks of gear in order to keep these monitors. If I had to do it all over again from scratch seven years ago, when I first was trying to become a mixer, not just a producer recording Mm -hmm. every, everything guy, a couple seven years ago, I would say I tried to become just a mix guy. And I bought lots of gear and I, what if I could do it all over again, I'd take that money and buy myself the best pair of monitors. Period. No price attached. Wow. PM, PMCs, ATCs, barefoots. The top, the top, dude. Those the are top all killer brands. You yeah. get. I would do it yeah. all. It Man, is, that, is important that important because now I can listen to a track. Oh. I mean, you have to have the knowledge to be able to hear things. Um, what, to know what you're listening yes, yes. to, but all of a sudden, like my mixes are coming together so much quicker and mm. less personal revisions. When I go stand in the shower with this, just just to listen to a mix to to go in a quiet place with my earbuds, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have any surprises, none. 
nothing. I go in yeah, the car, cool. anywhere else. I'm not spending that time doing the mix checking. Um, I feel like I have yeah. wasted a lot of my time because of that, because of not having great monitors. Mm. And I really came to fruition when I went over to a friend's house and he has the, the PMC, IB2s, MB, whatever, whatever starts with an eight and has four zeros after it as far as the price tag goes. <laughs> I sat on in that room and listened to those and it I couldn't unhear that. I, I would yeah, not wow. recommend it. I would recommend it to everyone and not recommend it at the same time because you will lose sleep. Um Yeah. Now now okay, so also to kind of further the nerding out though, so you say you would you would cancel the credit card payment on all the gear by the monitors but what about like conversion in your room and stuff like how 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 high would do all of those rate within the scale um, of monitor i have an apollo twin that i i have my avid 192s i have lavery gold converters which are the best i feel but i can listen with my apollo twin and these monitors, which I have done and I still do sometimes, depending. Um, and mm-hmm. I feel that's great. An Apollo Twin is an absolute amazing converter for that. You're still going to – spending monies on an absolute amazing Sleep. converter and having whatever Guitar Center monitors, it's not going to make that big of a difference. Whereas flipping it the other yeah, way but around, having, yeah, like, converters high these high days are yeah. pretty darn good. Just in general, there is a, yeah, there is a totally. fine line with it where, you, where you start to make those marginal differences. As a professional, as a professional athlete, that one percent matters over another athlete. Yeah, the same way in mixing, but you mm-hmm. have to start with a base of something, and that's great conditioning. And I feel like that is your monitors in a way is that, is that baseline that allows you to grow to no end. You can just keep growing for the rest of your career. If you, if you start with those. Um, And then as far as room acoustics go, yes, room acoustics play a part, but I'll tell you what, all the paneling in my room is one by sixes with pink Panther insulation R19. Floor to ceiling. I just made oh, panels, wow, yeah, not even and I spent the extra money on Guilford and Main fabric, but the fabric doesn't make difference. It's supposed to be transparent anyway. But I made these four foot yeah. wide, eight foot tall panels, and have one, two, three, four, five of six of them in my room against the walls, and that that does enough. That does absolutely enough, so and totally. I am in a less okay. than ideal room. I don't have a cloud by any means, but. Um, being aware of all that stuff, I feel like makes a makes a massive difference. And that only was like a couple hundred bucks for all the pink. I mean, you could go ahead and take a stapler and yeah. staple pink insulation to your walls, R nineteen or whatever the other one. <laughs> if you look at the graphs of that stuff, it R nineteen actually absorbs more the same high frequency as the Owens Corning seven hundred three, but more low end in it controls really? more low end information. Wow. Yep. There's That's a the, crazy. Forget, there's a graph that shows all the insulations, and there there are factors. And and you, but you can buy that. You just stuff get it at Home Depot, so you don't need to pay right? the outrageous price of shipping. 
you spend 60 bucks for yeah. six panels yeah. of 703 and it's another $60 in shipping. You can just get yourself a roll of this Jeez. stuff and some two by and some one by sixes. And, and all my frames are freestanding. This room can go back to being whatever a computer room or a living room. Oh, sick. Nothing, yeah, there's like no holes in the know. wall. They're That's just standing killing. on little feet. That's it. So, dude, let me ask you something, man. So, like, like uh, big monitors, obviously PMC, like bigger brands, barefoot, whatever. How do you feel about like like OG NS tens? OG NS, it's been a long time since I not long time, about five years. I had OG NS tens for a long time. Some people mix on them really, really well. They did not work for me in that sense. I like my brain sure, functions yeah. better when I hear all the information. That's the whole thing about super, super ridiculous quality monitors is you hear everything. So when you listen to a reference track, mm. you hear everything. And then when you listen to your track, mm. you hear everything. And then you can figure out the differences. Well, considering the climate of the world right now, I think I can sell. <laughs> right? I can sell the cars. <laughs> I don't need cars anymore. Um, I know it's a tough thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough thing to say, but that's my personal opinion. I know a lot of people say that, I mean, but it's like the first thing we're doing, we're listening. We're constantly listening. So make that the best yeah. thing in your room. Dude, I mean, the logic is sound, man. And I, I have a ton of respect for you and your work. I mean, thank you for sharing I know sharing it's not that. the Seriously. most. Well, you're welcome. It's not the, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's something I wish I would have done earlier. In my, it's one regret I have. It's one regret I have is I yeah. should have, I, well, I mean, I could have saved myself a lot of time as far as my learning process goes because there were certain mixes that I felt were killer and I listened back to them and they're not. They're not, or I struggled <laughs> a lot because I but couldn't dude, hear got, the difference. You got to be nice to my friend Joseph, man. I mean, the thing is, is Joseph now doesn't exist. That's true. Joseph then, that is true. Right? It's, it's a learning process. Like, so I want to share that with everyone. I want to share my process. With yeah. Which is cool. You guys don't have to go through the same thing because in the end, we just want to make better music. That's the goal. Totally. And I, and I could see that being tough too. Cause like to, as a point of empathy, when I started, I, I thought I could do everything, which I don't feel that way anymore. But the idea of like, all right, I need, I need, a couple of really good signal chains and then everything else. When you start from like zilch, it is very, very difficult to wrap your head around spending a majority of your budget on monitoring and then waiting. Yes. And again, that depends on what you like you as a producer, I would not recommend that too. But if somebody, people ask me, how do you get into mixing? First thing, that's where I'm, mm. that's where, where kind of where I'm directing that. You as a producer have a different set of roles. Look at look at look at Phineas. As a producer, yeah, that's not a thing that he should be worried about. It's more of honing that craft and getting the tools that you can get the sounds out of the artists that you're working with. And don't hold any yeah. bars back as far as that goes. So. People are like, well, yeah. well, what about the records that were still, produced but... at home on these? Well, yeah, they were they were great, but look at where they were sent to from X. Somebody who really understood <laughs> and had the proper tools to be able to hear the things, to make those fine adjustments, to make it emotional. 
Yeah, you're fixing all the things that I'm doing. <laughs> no, I'm just bringing <laughs> out the things that you've already captured. I'm bringing it further. Mm, I'm taking it dude. further. You're taking it to a certain point, and then me as a mixed guy. And that's why the three room, three different sets of ears, sometimes four, depending if you have an engineer, a producer, a mixer, a mastering guy. Those three to four sets of ears all yeah. play a part in making every, what everyone has captured before you, wherever your role is in that in that process, makes you be able to bring out, having the right tools allows you to bring out the best qualities of yeah. everything the person before you has captured. And then at the end, the result is a better song, a better emotional experience, a better listening experience, because that's the goal. Mm. It's not for me to make more money or to make the best mix in the world. It's about to make somebody who's listening to it feel something. Yeah. That they will listen to in 20 years and still feel that thing. And everybody plays an important part. Yeah, dude, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's awesome, dude. Well, uh, man, we yeah, we have, we man, have. I think, uh, yeah, if it's if it's cool, let's let's, uh, let's, let's, wrap, let's wrap this bad boy up. Before we do, my dear friend Joseph, do me a favor and tell uh, tell our friends where you can, where can find me. You can find me at home. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving. No, uh, Instagram is the best place where I post most social things where I'm most active and it's Joseph Chudik underscore engineer. And maybe you can put that because somewhere. I'll definitely type it, but if you J O S E yeah. J O S E P H C H U D Y K underscore engineer. Instagram, Instagram yeah, tag. Killer. That's pretty Ash much the only place I am online. You can email All me right. from there. You can visit my website from there. It's josephchuddick.com. Uh, but for up-to-date gear porn shots, go to my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yes. That, that is... There's a ton of gear on there. <laughs> Oh man, dude! Well, killer man, thanks, dude. Thanks so much. We we'll will. Thank you. Thank you again. so Appreciate much, man. I hope you're staying safe and <laughs> things are going well for you too. We're all taking the. It's all an interesting time. Yeah, crazy times. But all right, man. Well, uh, music out or yeah. Oh, take wow. care, Dan. Thank you, you so much. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, thank you, bro.